0: Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. It's always nice to go back and to hear Bob Lowry's voice. And this week, I'm going to kick off a best of Bob Lowry. And today, I'm going to have an episode where we talk extensively about borates and using borates in your pool and are borates a way to solve all of your pool problems. So Bob Lowry will go over this and more in this episode. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So, my use of borates predates these podcasts at Bob Lowry. I was using borates before they were popular. I was adding them in various ways with the 20 mule team Borax. You can get that at Target or Walmart or even your hardware store. Problem with the 20 mule team Borax is it does raise the pH significantly, so you have to lower that down. I've been adding borates to pools lately with the Boric Acid Powder, and I get mine from And This is a powdered form that you can just broadcast into the pool, and I find this to be the most effective way to add borates to the pool. Of course, borate testing is something that is kind of lacking out there. The Spin Touch by Lamotte will do a borate test. They also have borate test strips. So, of course, you want to be able to test the borate level in the pool before you add the borate, so or when you add the borate, so or when you recharge the borate. That's an important factor. And there isn't a lot of testing methods out there, unfortunately. Nor are there a lot of pool stores that carry a borate product. There are some manufactured products like Bio, BioGuard Optimizer. But you can buy the boric acid powder online. Again, I get mine from do2diesel.com. But Bob Lowry is going to tackle this for us here. And you're going to listen to Bob Lowry talk extensively about borates and how they can really help your pool care. So I'll let Bob Lowry take it from here. The borate thing we talk about all the time. And I think one of the things that we have to emphasize is that adding borates is not a magic pill to your pool or a magic bullet. So... There's things you have to do still after you add the borates to the water, like balance the water, check the LSI. And I think the impression that people get is that when they add the borates to the pool, they're done with their pool care at that point. Yeah.
1: Well, and I I wrote a technical bulletin about that, too. Don't just throw some borates in your pool and think your problems are over. <laughs> um, and, and that's exactly the way I felt about it is that, um, you know, people are saying, Well, I'll put some borates in and I won't have algae anymore. And that's, it just isn't true. Um, You have to still maintain the pool. And there's some things you need to do. And, you know, not the least of which is to keep the right amount of chlorine in the pool. Um, You know, you need to keep the the chlorine level either 5% if you're going to use borate and you keep the level of chlorine in at 5% of CYA. So you need to do that. And, with a minimum of two parts per million because people say well you know i'll just keep the chlorine level at, or the cya level at 20. then i can keep uh, you know one part per million of chlorine in the pool and that's not the way it works you still need to the minimum still needs to be two
0: and i think you wrote about that as far as your cyanideic acid level uh, didn't you write that you know 30 parts per text three parts per million Yes, you need
1: about what 10 parts per million for each one part per million of chlorine that you're going to keep in the pool. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're going to put four parts or five parts per million of chlorine in the pool, you need 40 or 50 parts per million of chlorine.
0: Of cyanuric acid, you mean, right? I mean of, of cyanuric
1: acid.
0: Excuse me. And I've done tests before with my pool where I kept it at 10 or 20 parts per million and it doesn't hold chlorine for nothing at, at that level
1: no it doesn't and and I, and actually, the problem may be the test itself. The manufacturers that I checked with twenty parts per million is about the bare minimum that they can accurately say it's okay, and even that level is plus or minus twenty percent. You know when you think about it, you know if you're measuring fifteen, it's twenty percent of that. it may be only. 10 or 12 instead of 15 like you think it is. I think keeping a low level of cyanuric acid, the minimum level of cyanuric acid you ever need is 20 and prob- probably 30. But if you're going to put two to four parts per million of chlorine in the pool, you're going to need 20 to 40 cyanuric acid.
0: And so with the with the borates in the pool, this is a question I get asked a lot. Um, Is it harder to lower the pH and alkalinity once you have the borates at 50 parts per million? Are you going to use more acid to do that? Because it is a buffer.
1: Well, yes. Actually, the pH won't go up as fast or as high, but once it does go high, it'll take you almost twice as much to go to back down. So it it technically doesn't save you any acid, but it does um, save you the time and the 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 height that it's going to go up. That's the advantage to it, is that um, instead of the pH going to eight in a week, the pH may go to eight in two weeks. So it doesn't stop it. It slows it down. But then once it gets up there, it's going to take you twice as much acid as it normally takes to get it back down.
0: And I think that's something that they should know about when they add the Bori product is that it's a good idea to have the pH and alkalinity in range first, your target ranges first, before you add the borate, because then it's harder to lower it down afterwards. Is that correct? Well,
1: and understand this, too. I, I had a couple of calls this week from people saying, I've added a borate to my pool, and it clouded my pool. What happened? And the answer is that, that there are three kinds of borate boring, boring products you can add to the pool. The one that I recommend using is called boric acid. And when you add it to the pool, it will change the pH of the pool by 0.2 pH, which is barely enough to even test for. And the other thing it's gonna do is lower alkalinity by about five parts per million, which is also not much that you can check on a test kit. So essentially adding boric acid does nothing. When you add the other two products, which are sodium tetraborate pentahydrate and sodium tetraborate decahydrate, which is borax, when you add those two products to the pool, they will increase the pH of the pool to nine, and they will increase total alkalinity by 115 parts per million. To overcome that and get it back to where you started in a 10,000 gallon pool, you will need 2.2 gallons of acid, and so in a 15,000-gallon pool, you need almost three and a half gallons of acid after you've added either of those two products. And this is the reason, the only reason that I recommend boric, boric acid. You put it in the pool, you're done. You put borate in the pool. Now you got to put acid in there, and you got to put. And it's okay to put the acid in at the same time as the borate, so you don't. You won't have to waste any time but you're going to need 3.3 gallons in a 15,000-gallon pool if you've added 50 parts per million of sodium tetraborate pentahydrate
0: Yeah, so the best method would be to have the pH and alkalinity within the target range and then use boric acid.
1: Right, and the reason that this guy had, had a problem was that he had high pH and alkalinity and added the borate product on top of that, and he—, he literally precipitated out some calcium out of the pool. That's You know, because that made his alkalinity about 220 and, or 230, and his calcium was already about 400, and his pH was 8. You know, yeah. and, and if you put that on, on an LSI, you're going to see it's, you know, like 1.2 or something. It's a big number. So the calcium actually came right out of the water.
0: And so I think the key takeaway is, um, once you add the borates to the pool, um, lowering the pH and alkalinity will take more muriatic acid if that's the one you use um, versus before. But then the rise in pH is not going to be as dramatic. So yeah. if you had a pool, like my, I'll use my pool as an example. I have a saltwater generator. Before I put the borates in several years ago, it would be at 8 eight all the time almost every week. Even after I added acid a couple of days later, it would be up at 8 again. And now with the borates in there, I'm hovering around 7.6, 7.8 all the time, and I add acid maybe once every week or when I remember, I should say, because my pool's pretty neglected. Yeah. Um, you know, the cobbler son has no shoes, you know. Of course. Um, but I check it. I check it every every. I have an app. I have actually three um, other smart monitors in my pool because I'm testing those out. Right. And so I check my pH every day because it's on my phone, and I can tell you it doesn't move from 7.8 all week long. It just stays there. Um, pretty yeah. consistently, which before it didn't. So the benefit, I think, of the bore far outweighs any kind of extra uh, muriatic acid you're going to use to lower it, I think.
1: Well, that's, that's the big advantage is it just it doesn't go up as fast or as high. Um, it'll take you a little more acid to get it back down once it gets up there. But um, I think it's, you know, it is a benefit.
0: Yeah, I just pulled it up on my phone here. It's 7.9 right now today, and I added acid on five days ago. Um, so it hasn't gone up much in a week, you know. So I'll probably have to add a little bit more. But these monitors are pretty cool. I, I think they're the wave of the future, by the way. I have a Fin. I have a blue BlueRite. I have a Sutro in my pool. And they're all giving me the pH. Um, the Sutro gives me the free chlorine and the alkalinity. So I think for people that just don't have time to check their pool, these things are pretty good. They're, they're not a bad device to have.
1: Well, I think they're okay, except that I... I think you can't maintain a pool unless you know the alkalinity. Yeah. And, the and there's no electronic method for measuring alkalinity. So some of the new methods may be using a a mini amount of water and actually measuring alkalinity the same way that you measure it with a test kit. They're just doing it on a micro level. But yeah. um, you really need to measure the alkalinity because i got guys calling me all the time saying, jeez, you know, I I keep adding acid, and my pH goes down to 7.5, and then it goes right back up. And the problem is their alkalinity is too high, and it's pulling out pH up all the time.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That's the only drawback with the monitors is that the only one that I know that does alkalinity is a Sutro. And that's the key factor, I think, in any kind of measurement. Um, And I'm not
1: sure, but I think the Sutro is a calculation.
0: Yeah, it is. They use a small, minute amount, like you mentioned, and they do like an algorithm of some kind. Yeah. Um, but it's fairly accurate because I've I've measured it against uh, the the uh, spin touch, so it's um, they have it down pretty well. But yeah, it is a small amount of reagent in there, and it's actually the Lamotte reagent, ironically. Uh-huh. Um So, the um, the magic level borates. This goes back and forth, and I know I mentioned to you before that if you buy a pre-manufactured borate product. The manufacturer had on the label uh, 35 parts per million is their level that they recommend. Um, but that's not the level that you recommend.
1: No, and it's not the level that's, that's very effective, to be honest with you. I think that 50 parts per million is the effective range. But there is a, a, an obscure uh, detail from EPA, and they ran a test and, and did a bunch of things and produced a you know 115 page report and and ultimately it said that, that they wouldn't have any problem with 30 parts per million with a, a no level of concern a MOLA, of 150%. So when you take you know 30 parts per million times a 1.5 you come up with 45. So EPA is saying that it's okay to have 45, but there isn't anything that's going to measure 45. So they, they agreed that 50 was okay. So 50 is what basically EPA is saying is okay. And that level is still with a level of concern, which is different than the other one, a level of concern of like uh, six times. So You could actually keep a whole lot more in there and not have a problem, uh, any serious problem. People sometimes read that NOLA method and come up and say, well, yeah, okay, then we shouldn't be recommending more than what EPA says. So from a legal standpoint, they're telling you that 35 parts per million is what you need in your pool because that's under the EPA maximum. So you know, EPA also has a maximum of 100 parts per million on cyanuric acid, and you see what we do to that. There is an obscure uh, maximum level of borate in a pool of 50, and I sometimes, with a a chlorine generator, recommend a level of 70. And in the original patent that John Gervin got on uh, using borate in water in 19, uh, using it in pools in 1984, his patent says that borate at 50 parts per million is an effective stat. And He actually went on farther and found that 200 parts per million of borate in the water is an algicide. but um, they didn't, they didn't want to recommend 200 parts per million of borate in the pool as an So um So 50 is in there as a preventative, as an alga At any rate, it's effective and 50 is, is an okay level. And the folks that, that you and I both know over at, at Trouble Free Pools and, and Richard Falk have been recommending 50 parts per million of borate for probably, Almost uh, 15 years. I think uh, Ben Powell and, and those guys over there at Trouble-Free Pools start, first started mentioning using borates in pools in 2007. That would be 14 years ago. I'm recommending myself for eight years in, in my publication.
0: And you mentioned 70 parts per million in the saltwater generator pool. What was, what's the reasoning behind that level?
1: Well, um, it's actually just field reports from guys that I I trust their knowledge you know the a couple of guys that have attended my classes have said you know I'm a service tech I got 50% of my pools on on uh, borates and, and chlorine generators and we're finding that 70 works better than 50. It's just field reports and obviously because of the patent and the, the data that's behind the patent Because they did a test at a university using borings, And they they did find that at 200, it is an algaecide. So the higher you go, obviously, the better it is. Mm -hmm. It's just how much do you want to put in there until you think it's safe or whatever. So I think 70 is the maximum I would ever recommend. But I think 70 is a good thing for a, a chlorine generator pool. I also think that 70 parts per million of cyanuric acid is the right level for a chlorine generator pool too. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that most of the time when you have that, that chlorine generator set on maximum and it's pumping out chlorine, it's making more chlorine than there is cyanuric acid near the point of where it's being made in the cell. And so then you have chlorine that's unattached to cyanuric acid getting back into the pool. And it's being dispensed Close to the surface of the pool, where sunlight degradation is huge, at the at the surface of the pool, chlorine degradation is 90% in two hours. So you can lose a significant amount of chlorine if it's being unattached at the level at the at the surface of the pool, uh, if it's if you don't have enough cyanuric acid in the water. So we found that 70 is better for cyanuric acid with a chlorine generator
0: pool. That's interesting. I you know, I think you mentioned that before, and explaining it like that again, I think it makes a lot of sense that the way it generates it is the the reason why you want to ha- have a higher cyanuric acid level. You
1: want all of the chlorine that's being made to be attached to cyanuric mm-hmm. acid before it gets to the pool.
0: And then the borate test, testing for borates is one of the, probably the biggest hurdles that people face um, currently there's the test strips that you can get and then there is the spin touch. They have a, a disc that does borates also. But besides that, I haven't heard of many other tests for borates in the water. There
1: there isn't. There is a method that that I researched and found. A method, but um, nobody ever commercialized it. There was a method that was created, but it wasn't very easy to do. And nobody thought that, that they needed bore had done that much, so it didn't become a priority with any of the test kit companies. Mm-hmm. But the technology for making a, uh, a test strip was there, and it's easier to make the strip now because practically every manufacturer already makes a strip.
0: And then uh, mathematically, though, you can pretty much calculate how much borate's in the water based on the gallons of the pool. And how much you add, is that kind of correct?
1: Yeah, that's, you know, we that's how we recommend adding it is, you know, we we list the amount of ounces you need for the part per million of borate that you want in the pool. You know, it's like 7.6 uh, parts per million of, of ounces uh, for, for each one part per million of borate in 10,000 gallons. So you just multiply 7.6 times... Uh, 50, and that gives you the parts, the, uh, the amounts you need in a, a 10,000 gallon pool. And then you can multiply that times whatever gallons you have in your pool. So um, the numbers are pretty easy to come up with. You need nine ounces for sodium tetraborate and and 11 ounces for for the decahydrate. So
0: it's, and how do you remember all this stuff off the top of your head? Because you're I not just, getting any notes right my now. My
1: mind works like a computer. and and once the information goes in it's it stays there it's i don't have an eidetic memory but i i think it's probably close uh i just remember things like that because i remember numbers and amounts and you know they just float around for me
0: so i wonder if you go to vegas you can count cards at blackjack uh,
1: you know i looked into doing that once <laughs> but but then they I don't know, I guess with facial recognition, they can see your eyes rolling back and hear that you're counting. Yeah,
0: like the MIT guys that had the little calculator in their shoe, you know, they were able to count the cards. Um, You do it all in your head, which is pretty amazing. I think one thing we should emphasize, too, is that once you add the borates to the pool, it's kind of like cyanuric acid where it doesn't evaporate out of there or salt when you add the salt to the pool. And so the following season, you don't need to add, you know, 20 or 30 pounds of the boric acid again, because Most of that should still be in the water, right?
1: Yeah, it only, as I said before, it only reduces when there's a water loss. So it only reduces when um, you've got a leak, splash out, drag out, you know, uh, something like that, because um, it doesn't evaporate, so it stays there. So it may go down 5 or 10 ppm over a whole season. Mm
0: -hmm. Which is not a lot, because then you can just recharge it the following season and yeah. I think I tell pool pros those all the time, when you, when you sell this to your customers, make sure you let them know that this is not a yearly thing that's going to have to be added every year. In most cases, yeah. you just have to add a maintenance dose. So um, at that point, it's an easy sell once you tell the customer that it's not a yearly kind of thing. So I, I'm all for Boris. I think that, you know, although they're not magic pill, not, you know, they're not magic in any way.
1: And people ask me, well, what does it do? And basically, it does two things. It prevents algae, and it keeps the pH up, from going up so fast and so high. And that's yeah. all it does. And if you're expecting it to do more, it doesn't do anything.
0: I guess one last thing it can do is add a little sparkle to the water.
1: It, it does do that. We have reports of people saying the water feels silkier. It sparkles more. It looks bluer. I've got a video that John Stankis did that shows him putting the borate in the pool and on his video you can see the water look different
0: yeah i've had people come to my house and comment why is your pool so sparkling i've never seen a pool like that and it's because of the borates that are in there i think that does happen in certain situations when the sun's hitting it 2 p.m or 3 p.m right above it you get that really nice sparkle that you don't have before and if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry, of course, you can tune in the rest of this week to hear some of the best of Bob Lowry. You can also go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. And then in the search box, just type in Bob or Bob Lowry. And that'll take you to quite a bit, quite an extensive library of podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry. And if you're interested in my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great day of your week and God bless.